Welcome to the Functional Nutrition Podcast. I'm your host, Erin Holt. I'm a functional medicine nutritionist with a feisty attitude in over a decade of clinical experience. I work with women all over the world through my online programs, and I'm also the founder of the Functional Nutrition Academy, a 12-month practitioner mentorship where I help other nutrition pros level up with functional medicine methodologies. I've got a bone to pick with diet culture and the conventional healthcare model that are both systematically failing so many of us. Creating a new model is my life's work, and this is what the show's all about. Please keep in mind this podcast is created for educational purposes only and should never be used as a replacement for medical diagnosis or treatment. If you like what you hear today, I'd love for you to subscribe, leave a review in iTunes, share with a friend, and keep coming back for more. Thanks for joining me. Now let's dive deep. Hello, friends. For the first time ever, my husband is going to join me on the mic to talk about our home reno project. But before we get into that, I want to remind you of two things. One, the CARB Compatibility Project is starting soon. At the end of this month, we'll open up registration December 27th. So I want you to mark your calendars for that because I only run this program two times a year and you're going to want to get in on the goodness. It's a four-week nutrition program, and it is designed to help you regulate your blood sugar, support your gut health, get lots of energy, beat the brain fog. It's a good time. And the second thing is that starting today over on Instagram, we have an awesome giveaway. We've partnered up with Rigby Home for this episode because I just love them. Woman-owned, sustainably sourced, and beautiful dinnerware that you're going to love. We're giving away $250 worth of their products. So you have to head over to Instagram. I will link it up in the show notes to enter to win the giveaway. So without much further ado, here's the combo between me and Scott. All right, friends, we are back with another episode, and this week is all about our home reno. You have all the questions, and we're going to do our best to bring you some answers. On the mic with me today is my husband, Scott Holt. It's nice to be here on the mic with you. You got to get closer to the mic. On the mic with you today. (laughs) All right. So we're going to start off with a question for you, which I've been asked for years, and it's this. How do you get your husband on board with your healthy eating, non-toxic lifestyle? Well, there's not a whole lot to say about that, really. I think I always was interested in eating healthy, but when we met, I was single and thinking I was eating healthy and not really doing so. So I think that uh, in a nutshell, just kind of uh, learning your eating habits and trying to adopt some of that stuff for myself was kind of where we netted out there. I'm glad you were single when we met. (laughs) It's a good thing. Yeah, it's a good start. Okay, so, and you don't really, in, in regards to having advice for somebody who might be navigating this with a partner who maybe isn't as much on board, nothing really to say there. Well, I don't know. I mean, I think it's like, you know, if people thinking about where their food comes from and how it affects them and from like a you know, top-down point of view, how it treats, you know, how it affects your, your, if you're physically active or your, you know, your fitness is a part of your life and how, you know, your eating habits impact that. I think that's probably a good starting point, but I don't have a ton of advice for people who just aren't interested in eating organic. What about with this whole, whole home reno? Did you, I mean, you really haven't given me any guff about all of the, uh, non-toxic low chem stuff. 
Well, I think if your partner isn't advocating for your health, then we, there might be a bigger problem in play. But I think the, the start here was we had to find items that were uh, low VOC across the board, um, not built with uh, glues that have chemicals in them that can be harsh. And, you know, I, I think you, obviously with your autoimmune issues, just having a focus on making sure we brought in things that weren't going to impact your health in a negative way was the number one priority. And so it became kind of a ongoing learning process from there. Yeah. And I definitely have chemical sensitivities. Um, and I just want to kind of say that loss of chemical tolerance. So if you are hyper reactive to chemicals, maybe to like the smell of gasoline or the smell of perfume or fragrances, or um, even like wearing rings and jewelry and things like that, that oftentimes compare with loss of oral tolerance, which is having a lot of food sensitivities and loss of self tolerance, which is autoimmunity. So those things can kind of come in a cluster. But honestly, even if this wasn't my bag, even if I wasn't a chemically sensitive person, I, I think with the work that I do, I think having low chemical, I mean, I'm just going to use chemical as a catch-all. I mean, obviously water is a chemical, not all chemicals are, are harmful, but low toxin house is, would be important. I, you know, I got to kind of like back up all of the things I say with the actions that I take. So health aside, I mean, I, I think this stuff still, still really matters. One of the big questions that we got was about cookware. And next week I have Laura Adler coming on the show. She's a phenom. She's the environmental toxins nerd on Instagram. Um, and that's her business name as well. And she's going to really hone in on specific cookware. Ours is, it's really easy to answer. We use a combination of stainless steel and cast iron. And I mean, the stainless steel set we have is, I mean, your mom gave that to you like 15 years ago, probably. So that stuff holds up for the test of time, uh, as does cast iron. So those are our two go-tos. But next week, we will definitely um, get more into that, especially if you have specific questions around brands and stuff. But one thing that we did add was uh, brand new dinnerware. I was looking for something kind of um, aesthetically pleasing because we decided to put in open shelving. And uh, we found Rigby which was quite beautiful. Um, what can you say about the, the new Rigby stuff? It's like pretty heavy, heavy duty. Yeah, I, I think it's really, I mean, aesthetically, it's pleasing just as I'm a designer, you know, so for me, it has nice lines. It just looks clean. It's sturdy. Uh, the glasses they just have, they're really nice to look at. I mean, it's a good product. You can tell when you unbox it, it's, it, it's got a little weight to it. It doesn't feel like it's going to chip on you. It's, uh, it's just nice looking stuff all around. And that matte glaze is really nice to look at as well. Yeah, I find with a lot of the ceramic stuff that I was looking at, um, they chip really easily. So no chip was a big thing. And then dishwasher safe, obviously. Um, but the company itself is really cool. It's a female founded business and all of their, uh, their dishware is produced in family owned factories in Portugal sustainably. Their dinner, the, the dishware itself is made from locally sourced clay. The glassware is made from, um, hand blown by glass blowers. And they are just really doing super cool things. So we were stoked to be able to partner with them. They actually are sponsoring this show for us today. So check them out. You can head to Rigby Home. It's R-I-G-B-Y, like Eleanor Rigby.com and use code FUNK10 for 10% off of your first order. We pretty much got all the products. We needed plates, bowls. The pasta bowls are probably my, my favorite. We use those the most, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. Possibles, yeah. 
and um, check them out. I think you guys will really, really dig them like we do. I think we want a good looking dishware too, because we, did you already say this? We had exposed shelves going in uh, and we wanted to have some, some dishware on there that looked good. It was easy on the eyes. So. Yeah. And we, the, for colors, because I feel like people will ask this, we, I got the off white and then it's the charcoal Navy. Um, I'm sure many of you have seen our kitchen colors on, on the internet or on Instagram and the charcoal Navy just is so sharp. It's so cool. I ended up actually going in and ordering more of them because it's just a really cool color. The mint is like a really light green, super pretty. That one's Hattie's favorite. Scott didn't love that one as much, so we didn't get much in that. I got some mugs, but really, really pretty colors. All the colors that I've seen have been awesome. So let's let's head into probably the top asked question, and this had everything to do with money and budget. Uh, some questions that came in, where did you splurge and where did you try to save? Another question was, what would you prioritize if you couldn't afford it all? And do you want to weigh on here? Well, I think the first thing was obviously the cabinets. Cause at first, when we started this project, it was just a kitchen reno, right? So I think we just start there. So we were focusing on the kitchen cabinets and I mean, we're four months in now to this process. And so if we had bought, you know, out of box cabinetry, we might be done at this point in time. But I think, you know, after we looked at, we couldn't find anything that had the certifications that we wanted, Green Guard and all that sort of thing. There was one company that did it, but then they closed. Their parent company was somewhere in the Carolinas and they couldn't guarantee what the glues were and so on and so forth. So we ended up going into a local cabinet maker. And everything has been a maple wood. He builds everything in his shop. It, it's, you know, that's kind of the way we went, like netted out. But it took us a lot longer in terms of the install because of going that route. So if time is like your number one focus, I, I maybe you wouldn't want to go this route. But it, being that this was a big focus for us was to make sure it was a, it was, you know, didn't have any chemicals that were going to off gas. And uh, we ended up with this local guy. So and we can get into like the toxicity of cabinets in, in a second, too. And I, I think to be like really, really transparent, because I mean, you know, whenever I'm watching HGV, I'm like, well, like, what does it cost to do all of this? And we um, so we moved into our home. We got our house for a very good deal. It was before like the house craziness that's going on now. And we got a really, really good deal uh, seven years ago. It was actually like it was a house that was foreclosed on and then a buyer came in and kind of flipped it. But it was like pretty low budge flip. Is that fair to say? It was low budge. Yeah, it was like we bought the house and then didn't do anything to it because we were like the talking head song. This is not our beautiful house. We just kind of occupied it for seven years while we thought about what the next move was. So it was sort of a long play into like starting to create the home that we want. And it's still when this is done, I mean, it's going to be a beautiful first floor, but we'll be living in one of those HGTV shows where they just rent one part of the house. And then you always wonder how, how they feel about the other part of the house. I well, we did our upstairs floors. I feel like our upstairs looks nice. We just need the bathrooms to be updated. Yeah, I mean, and I need I, being I, maybe no. not the right word to say. No, no. I, I mean, the upstairs is a little bit dated in spots. So we have '90s bathrooms, and uh, you know, the doors and trim and everything upstairs will be different from the downstairs. So there's a little bit of a disconnect. But I mean, it's going to be a long process to get this home to where we want it to be. But this is a great first start and really the first big investment we've put into the home. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, and 90s music is cool. 90s bathrooms, as it would turn out, not so cool. Not really like the best design. So 
we'll be picking our way through that. But we, to like Scott said, we have not really invested a much money into this house up into this point. So we've been here for seven years, kind of planning, saving for this big project. So I want to be really clear that we didn't really pinch a whole lot of pennies because we kept saying like, let's just wait until we're in a place where we can do everything that we want to do. And so we, you know, we definitely, we definitely did that. Um, and it kind of spiraled, like Scott said, we are, the original plan was to do the kitchen. And then that kind of went into the bathroom downstairs. We're redoing the bathroom and then we're doing built-ins and kind of reconfiguring the, um, like no no walls or anything were were knocked out. No trim work and and baseboards Um, and all that sort of thing. And, uh, refinishing the floors, lighting, throughout the first oh yeah Yeah. a lot of electric electric work um so point is it it kind of it's kind of snowballed as these projects do so we did we are sinking some coin into it for sure i would say that one of the places where i'm like if money were no object um i probably would have gone with some different furniture furniture choices there's a company called medley and then also eco bonanza that are extremely extremely conscientious when it comes to the toxins that are used or lack thereof, I guess I should say, but really, really expensive. And I just, I did not want to, I mean, we just didn't have the budget to to spend that kind of money um, on furniture because we did replace our furniture. So that was one thing we can, I'll talk about the furniture that we ended up purchasing. Uh, but so that was one thing that I I was like, all right, here's where I'm not going to spend, you know, go all the way up. But everything else, we kind of did purchase what we wanted. Um, A big question that came in was, how did you even get started? It seemed so overwhelming. Did you use a kitchen designer? And when you were planning this, what were your must-have features? Scott's really the design guy, so I'm going to kind of let him take over. How we got started. She seems like a million years ago. But yeah, so we got started with a designer in Portsmouth. and She gave us permission to say her name. Okay, go ahead. ahead. (laughs) Jody Gould. Yes, Jody Gould was amazing. Ultra patient and uh, open to our OCD sort of little quick changes here and there. And and let me see this, let me see that. And really, that was all me because Aaron was was putting me in the driver's seat for a lot of this process. So we that took you know the first few weeks as we tried to figure out what we were going to do with the cabinets. So that was an ongoing thing. Um, these two parallel tracks with like how we were going to address the cabinet situation and and what the final look and feel was. And we kind of fleshed out. And and I, I mean it was so helpful to have three D renderings to see what it might look like, and then also to see different paint colors. I mean it's not true life obviously but it's very close and it was it was super helpful to have all that and to be able to make the changes and pivot on the fly so that's how we got started there and then we had um ken forrester he also gave us permission to shout him out here Mm -hmm. um and he's in south berwick maine and he's been he's the guy that built the cabinets but he's been installing he's really been a point person for us too for this whole project between you and ken you guys were like making things happen yeah, and the, you know, Ken's been great. He does custom cabinetry, like we said. And it, when we got the quotes for the, um, you know, for the kind of big box cabinets, first and foremost, the pricing difference between a local cabinet maker and having something shipped from a factory really wasn't that significant in the grand scheme of a project uh, of this magnitude. So we ended up going with Ken, and it's been 
awesome to have, you know, somebody who builds the cabinets also be in your house doing the install because if things go wrong, you need to pivot. We just had some issues where he brought in the lower cabinets for the built-ins in the living room and they were way too big. So he take him, takes him back to the shop, he cut them down and it's perfect, you know, and these things that you wouldn't be able to do if somebody just came in and installed them in your house without really being able to see it first has been great. So it really gives you a lot of flexibility and he's a amazing guy, which I think, you know, he's been like kind of the fifth beetle here in terms of uh, being in our house for, for several months, but he's been a great, a great person and a great collaborator. And uh, I mean, we couldn't be more happy with the results as things start to coalesce here at the tail end of the project. Yeah, he's, he's the man. Um, floors. We got a lot of question about the floors. This was a big one. We, I went back and forth, back and forth. Do we refinish? So we have, it's like that nineties. What is it? Is it pine? Is it Oak? What are our floors? Our floors are red oak, um, and they had kind of that honey gold finish on them from the 90s. And they're, they're thin. So we were going back and forth. Do we just pull them out and replace them? Um, about three years ago, we put hardwood. We replaced the carpet on our second floor with hardwood, um, and we really loved that. So we were going to throw that downstairs. But I just kind of felt I, – I was having a lot of anxiety about it being like an extremely wasteful process because – the floors downstairs are still in, you know, still nice. So we ended up going with getting them refinished. So we had people come in, completely sand them down. And then the finishing is obviously there's potential for that to be like really toxic and have a lot of odor to it. So uh, my friend, Sarah Curry, the owner of Blaze Yoga and Pilates had told me about this company. Scott, I'm going to let you take over because you know the exact products that we used. Yeah, so I'll start out with the good. So we, we sanded down the floors. They were, like I said, they were that honey gold. They were sort of a hideous color. I mean, some of it was faded by the sun too into a weird yellow. So we stripped the floors and we went with Vermont Natural Coatings, which uh, their poly is actually made with a whey protein. So instead of chemical binders, they use um, whey, which I think everybody's probably familiar with here. Um, so you don't have that heavy VOC off-gassing when it's drying. It actually ended up smelling like um, yogurt. Maybe <laughs> not in a bad way. Like not in a bad way, but it was yogurt for a couple of days. I mean, it's dry within 72 hours. Uh, it's it's fully cured in a week. I think was we we kept all the stuff out for. So um, so that's the way we went. But when we stripped the floors, it was um, red oak and not white oak, which we were hoping it was white oak, but we didn't know until we stripped it. So it had a little bit of a pink hue on it. So underneath the poly, we put a product by Vermont Natural Coatings and Bohm called Sun Warden, which is also pr protects the wood from yellowing, but it also brightened it and neutralized the pink hues that red oak have naturally so it's a little more white and kind of gives it more of that scandy vibe that we were going for uh where was i for all of this because i didn't even know about the red oak thing yeah well you've been on autopilot in some parts here it's <laughs> Erin's very busy creating content, you might have noticed. <laughs> so she's missed a few blocks of this uh, this Lego project here. But, you know, in the end, it's uh, it's been a great team project. It has not been a team project at all. That was That's nice of you to say. And we're going to quickly interrupt this discussion to shout out our show sponsors. As a reminder, the support of our sponsors is what allows the Functional Nutrition Podcast to continue to pump out new content to you. So we always thank them. We hope that you support them too. So we want to shout out Organifi. They make some awesome powders. A lot of you use them and love them. I have been really vibing with their pumpkin spice, you know, tis the season. Um, 
you know, that's the basic bee in me coming out. So pumpkin spice, it's this, it's their gold powder, which is like a turmeric based golden milk, but they add lots of yummy things. I have been making this smoothie. I have to tell you about it. I can't stop, won't stop. So I use, uh, what do I use? Sweet potato. I chop up sweet potato and I, um, I make it ahead of time. So I kind of like batch cook sweet potato. I just chop it up, put it in my Instant Pot and steam it. Literally takes three minutes to steam it when I chop it up. And then I keep that. I don't even peel it or anything. I just keep all of that in a um, glass container. And then in the morning, I grab some, throw it into my blender. I also add baby spinach. I add frozen cauliflower. So it's chock full of veggies. I add sun butter. And then I put in some protein powder. Organifi makes a great protein powder too. I add a scoop of the pumpkin spice gold powder. I add a little bit of sea salt and some non-dairy milk. So coconut milk, almond milk, whatever. Blend that up. That has been my absolute... I also add a little bit of extra cinnamon. That has been my go-to smoothie. I look forward to it every morning. So check it out. Try it. You can head to... Organifi.com, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com forward slash funk. Use the code funk. It'll save you 20% off anything you buy. And then also BioCult, their boosted product is a multi-strain probiotic, four times the concentration of the original formula, which is why I prefer it. All of their probiotic strains are backed by clinical research. It really makes a great everyday probiotic. I just had somebody on Instagram reach out and say, this stuff has changed me. Thank you. So it's a great product. And the cool thing about it is that there's no need to refrigerate it. So you can take it with you when you're traveling, which I highly recommend because most of our guts get really jacked up when we're off our schedule, when we're traveling, when we're doing things that we don't normally do. So taking a probiotic with you is a good bet. You can give it to your kiddos. Those, uh, the capsules can break apart. You can sprinkle it into yogurt or oatmeal or add it to a drink. This is what I do for Hattie. I put in a little shot glass with a bit of water and she just shoots it down. So head to their website using the link in our show notes. Use code FUNK15 to save 15% off of your order. All right, let's move into the paint. People wanted to know the the paint that we use, I mean, it's pretty straightforward. You just went with zero VOC Sher- Sherwin-Williams, correct? Yeah, Emerald by Sherwin-Williams is the product we've used um, across the board on everything. And it's uh, zero VOC. It covers really well. And it's, uh, you know, they have a great range of colors. Sherwin-Williams probably has the best range of colors. But there is uh, one product that we used on the cabinet. And now I wish I had had it down here. It was uh, Ben Moore matched to Sherwin-Williams color and it was their high-end zero voc paint that we used on the cabinetry okay and then ken said that he uh, that they used a water-based primer for the cabinets as well yeah that's right um so there you go and for those of you who are chemically sensitive and like sensitive to smells um when when scott painted like when scott uses that paint to paint like you can smell paint Within, I would say, two, maybe three hours, the, the smell is completely gone with that zero VOC stuff. So that um, we've used that a lot. And then I also, I purchased another Air Doctor. Um, so the Air Doctors are the, uh, not water filter, air filters that I use. And I got the big one. So that was always running during the renovation. And then personally for myself, just because it's, it's 
impossible to do something like this with like zero off-gassing. So I was just being mindful of doing hot yoga, making sure I was getting into the sauna, um, using glutathione. I talked about this on Instagram, so I will link to that like specifically what I was doing just to make sure that I was reinforcing detox pathways um, because I didn't want this project to make me sick. Uh, And then counters... Um, somebody wanted to know what products were contenders. What did we avoid? I mean, we just went with quartz. It seemed to be a sustainable option in the grand scheme of stone. Yeah, I think it was quartz all the way. I mean, we have some some friends who are builders and and, and they work in kind of green building and have always recommended quartz. We like the look of it. Um, you know, it's, it's manufactured stone. So it's, you know, quartz can be harvested from a bunch of different spots. It's not like you're cutting huge slabs and transporting it, uh, long distances or anything like that. So it's because of how easy it is to make the availability of the quartz, the process made, uh, the process used to make it. And, uh, you know, the transportation, low transportation and all that kind of adds up to a sustainable product that looks beautiful, super hard not porous in any way. Um, the maintenance is super low, you know, it doesn't like natural stone will, will soak up, you know, spills and stains and you have to treat it with coatings every year and all that sort of thing. So we kind of wanted to avoid all that. And and really, I mean, at the end of the day, we really like the way it looks. So that was kind of where we netted out with it. So we went with a very simple stone, um, has very light veining. It's mostly white and, uh, we're very happy with the results. Yeah, it's beautiful. And we were lucky that our friends had used the same product. So we got to like see it in action before before we, we made the decision. Um, I know Scott talked a little bit about cabinets. So I want to circle back around to that. We used mychemicalfreehouse.net as an awesome resource because we didn't know what we were getting ourselves into with cabinets. And then like we were like halfway in to like the whole like planning process. And I was like, whoa, wait, what about VOCs? What about off-gassing? What about formaldehyde? And honestly, that website gives you all the questions to ask and like gives you the information that you need to know because we we weren't prepared with that information. And um, it's just not, these aren't these questions aren't normally being asked when people are building homes, to be honest with you. So I don't think that the many designers or even builders are like super savvy when it comes to this just because it's not, there's not a huge high demand for it. Um, so that is a wonderful resource. What we learned is that cabinets can be a significant source of VOCs in the kitchen. Um, lower in mid range brands use particle board or MDF, uh, MDF. And I think that, I don't know if that's for like the inside of the cabinet or the whole cabinet itself, but both of those are known to off gas formaldehyde. Um, most cabinets contain sealers, paints, glues, all these things can off gas as well. Formaldehyde is pretty notoriously linked to cancer. Uh, their EPA has been working on a paper for my understanding for 10 years to link formaldehyde off-gassing to leukemia. So it's not, it's just not something, you know, if we can avoid it, we want to avoid it as much as we can, of course. Um, and so the, like Scott told you, the, the, the route that we went was to hire local craftsmen to create custom cabinets. And they, he already told you what, what, what Ken used to make them. So we just felt a, a lot safer with that option. And it wasn't, it sounds like astronomical in terms of cost and it just wasn't. We were looking at high-end cabinetry and it was, you know, just a little bit more than that. So we felt really good about that. And then I think the final question was about furniture, specifically our sofa. Somebody said, how did you decide? Did you try them out? Yes. In fact, I did. We were looking at article. We just thought that they do a phenomenal job 
super cool. Um, but without sitting on a couch, I'm like, I can't just buy a couch. So my friend had the exact couch that we were eyeballing. So I got to go over and sit on it. I will say it's extremely comfortable. We got the leather. Sven. Sven. Yeah, chair and couch, I think. We got the chair, um, the ottoman, and then a couch with a Shea lounge. You'll probably be able to see it on Instagram. And the reason that I like Article, a couple of different things. They don't add flame retardants to their furniture. And this is a really helpful tip. The white tag, you know, the white tag on the bottom of your furniture, on the bottom of chairs and couches, it will actually say, I think it's anything past 2015. I don't know, but there's a white tag and it will have an X if it's a newer couch that says we did not add flame retardants if they didn't. An article does not. Flame retardants is something that we really, really want to avoid. They're associated with uh, endocrine and thyroid disruption. This is for kiddos. This is for adults. This is for animals and pets. Uh, It impacts the immune system, creates reproductive issues, cancer, adverse effects on fetal and childhood development, neurological function. And all of this is information right from NIH. This is not some like conspiracy theory. This stuff is like garbage. Um, so just really, if you're looking for new furniture, that's something to be super duper mindful of. Um, we've purchased some other uh, furniture, like our bed and um, another chair from West Elm in the past. West Elm stopped using added Uh, chemical flame retardants back in 2015. So they're another safe company. I think Ikea has taken flame retardants out as well. So those are all, um, those are all great options for you, but we're super stoked with our, with our article stuff. Uh, so those were all the questions that came in. Do you think you have anything else to add to this conversation? Uh, I don't, is this like a vent? Is there a vent part of this process? Sure. I mean, this has been a long ongoing process. You know, I think it's gone a lot longer than than expected and shame on us because everybody said it would be worse than you expect. So I just want to put that caveat on it. It hasn't all been, you know, easy breezy. We've had some issues. We had to pivot and find a new floor guy at the last minute so we didn't derail our whole timeline. And the floors, while they're, they look nice at a glance, they're not perfect. Um, so that's kind of an ongoing issue. And there's all these little sidebars. And uh, and I don't know, you know, if people are looking for information on what to expect when they're going down this road. But I think research and like really being confident in the people that you're hiring and knowing who's coming into your home and having some trust and making sure that things are going to be done in a timely fashion is easier said than done. And that's been the the thing that we've had to pivot on most, you know, and then getting, we both work from home. So having people in our home for three months straight has been at times trying. We spent a week in Maine in an Airbnb and that was a nice little reprieve in the middle of it all. But um, yeah, I think all told, it's just expect the unexpected and expect it to go worse than you expect. (laughs) And I mean, speak to the like you said, I I wasn't really a part of this project whatsoever other than I was like living in the middle of it. But you you have invested an extraordinary amount of time. And I think people need to wrap their head around like how much involvement there is. Unless you have, what would it be, like a, a contractor? Like what did you do? Did you do the job of a contractor? I guess when it's all said and done, I've mostly done the job of a contractor. Yeah. I mean, we had introductions to Jody and introductions to Ken, and that obviously was were the two big introductions that we needed to help us. And then we've personally hired and purchased everything that's gone into the home so far. So that's electrician, electrician plumber. plumber. 
Floor guys. Floor guys. Tile. Tile guy. Uh, yeah. And then we had, um, you know, we had to buy all the furniture because we've, we've gotten rid of pretty much everything. So, you know, table, chairs, couch, you know, um, lounge chair, uh, stools for the island. Um, and then every piece of lighting, every piece of what else do we get? I mean, there's a lot. So I've been shopping. I just want to preface this. I've been shopping for items and looking for people to help us with these projects since May is when we started down this road. Yeah. So it's been a We started purchasing things long before anybody started working here. So we've been like kind of stockpiling in the basement because thinking there was a, uh, there was going to be pipeline issues because of the COVID and all this sort of thing. So we got paranoid that we weren't going to be able to get items and we bought them well in advance of when the work actually started. So yeah, it's been a lot. We've learned a lot. I think next time around, if we do anything on the second floor or the exterior of the house or anything like this that we want to tackle in the next few years, I think we'll be a lot better equipped to to sort of navigate this road having having this because we're battle tested at this point in time but yeah it's been a learning experience and it hasn't all been uh fun i think there's been some you know some percolating meltdowns you know, across the board sometimes like the I dogs only, only had like three meltdowns hey, three. Yeah, it's not which bad. in the grand scheme of my meltdowns simmering not that bad. just below the surface though there was the potential well that's progress isn't it yeah, it's not bad it's not that's bad. what we call growth <laughs> Um, and I will say that in terms of budget, if I had like, you know, my, to throw in two cents here, it's like, you know, the budget, I set a budget, but in my head, I'm like, I could double the budget. Like we have the financial means to double the budget and we're probably going to tickle it up to like double what the original budget was. But I will say this, I meant to say this earlier. This is kind of what I was having, I had in my head. Um, a few years ago, we had to redo our roof when we purchased this home, we knew that we were going to have to redo the roof soon. And we just like, you know, took it to the limit, waited till it started leaking on us. And we're like, it's time to do the roof. And we have a barn. And at that time, like the whole, you know, uh, crew came out and they're like, it was going to be an additional, what, like thousand dollars? I think it was $3,000. And we, we say barn, but it's a glorified garage that's detached. So don't think huge red barn outside that needed the full roofing project. It was just a small little barn, but we wanted to cut corners at that point in time because we felt we were spending a lot of money already. Listen, I'm trying to create an aspirational identity. Let them think that I have a big, beautiful red barn. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, it's uh, it's a uh, it's a uh, not a big red beautiful barn. <laughs> it's a mouse palace, is what it is, and it's uh, yeah. <laughs> well, it needs a new roof now, you know, and we should have just coughed up the coin back when the whole freaking roofing crew was here and just been like, yeah, just do that too. And now we have to call them back out. It's probably going to be twice the original cost. So I had that in the back of my mind. Like, I'm like, I don't want to nickel and dime myself right now and then like have regret in a year from now. So that's how it the project kind of snowballed where I'm like, we're going to have this big, beautiful new kitchen and this like rinky dink bathroom right next door. We don't have any entryway mudroom type situation. So we did take the uh, the bathroom and kind of shifted into more of a mudroom scene. So it's like, I don't Shout know. Shout out to Jody. Shout out to Jody for doing that last minute. Um, so we definitely kind of stretched the budget, but also, you know, we're talking about buying all of this new furniture and all this stuff. Everything in our home up until that point was like a hand-me-down in terms of furniture or, you know, so we, we have been really like making the most of what we've been gifted, what has been handed down to us. Um, and it was in just kind of like saving up 
for this moment in time. So uh, I just want to be really, really clear and transparent about that too, uh, in terms of like how much money we're spending. It's like, it's been a long time coming. So we're happy to be here. Yes, yes, we are. All right. So I hope that answered up all your questions and was somewhat helpful for anybody considering doing a home reno. This is just kind of some stuff that we learned along the way and um, why we made the decisions that we did. So thanks for listening. Also, thank you, Scott Holt, for being on the podcast. <laughs> thank you for having me on the podcast. This was a treat. It's been, um, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> we'll see you in two minutes. Greetings, podcast listeners. This is Scott. I am back with a bonus segment. I was uh, out running in the woods here with my dogs and uh, reflecting back on the podcast that we just recorded and had some thoughts in regards to the question that Aaron threw out there that I tried to sidestep in regards to how I would offer advice to speaking to a significant other or someone in the home that is not open to um, prioritizing the foods you buy and bring into the home. So I want to preface this with I'm hesitant to give advice to anybody. Um, you know, my lifestyle has been geared towards night timing for many years when I was younger. And uh, to this day, I still love pizza and beer. And so I, I don't want to I don't want to get on my soapbox and say that I'm I'm the perfect case study. I think, uh, you know, Aaron and I, we have uh, we have uh, always prioritized food that we bring into the home. And I've always been open to it. I mean, even when I was younger and footloose and fancy free, I always had an active lifestyle and was also, you know, trying to eat healthy. And like I said earlier, I, you know, maybe not as healthy as I could have been eating now that I've spent, you know, 10 years with a nutritionist. But, um, the point is, is that, um, even when we were, uh, even when we were, you know, when we didn't have two nickels to rub together, I think we were always trying to buy from local farms and have good food in the home. And, and I think it's always been a priority for us, but that's not necessarily the case for everyone. So I think, you know, for, for anyone who's in the home and has somebody who's trying to suggest new things, you know, or new ways to eat or new ways to look at eating or what we're feeding our kids or what we're eating ourselves, you know, I think that's something that you would want to have an open mind to. There's plenty of avenues, you know, um, in this world to dig in your heels and have, you know, firm stances that are unwavering, you know, if just to rattle off a few, I can think of, you know, politics, music, sports, religion. I mean, you know, we could probably go on, on and on with that list. But I think the reality is, is if somebody is looking out for you and has suggestions that are meant to benefit you and your, your health and welfare and, uh, and gear you up for the long run here, then, then what is the point in, in being resistant to that? To, you know, at the very least have an open mind and allow your brain to hear a different point of view, which is, you know, I, I think in this instance is, is worth, worth listening to. So, I think, uh, you know, uh, the long play here and, and vitality as we age into, uh, you know, into our advanced years, I think that all starts now. And, you know, it's never too soon to start thinking of the long run. And I think my advice would be just to have an open mind and look at what you're eating and what you have in the home and, and, and maybe look at, uh, at maybe making some adjustments. So that's pretty much it. Um, I was out here in the woods thinking back to that question, and uh, I, I think it was a pretty dopey answer out of the gate. So I just wanted to... Uh, circle back and throw out a bonus segment here. Uh, memos from the woods, I guess we can call it. Uh, probably not going to be a recurring segment. I mean, I'm surprised if you're even still listening. So thank you all for having me on the pod. It was a heck of a heck of an experience. And uh, 
We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Functional Nutrition Podcast. If you'd like to submit a question to the show, fill out the contact form at erinholthealth.com. If you got something from today's show, don't forget, subscribe, leave a review, share with a friend, and keep coming back for more. Take care of you.